Let it loop. You can let it loop. All right. I'm just going to loop. I really like this. It's going to come with a sound. Welcome, everybody. This is episode 12. Not This is not the Optimist Journal. That was Wendy Jones last time. This is the option, and Daddy is back. Along with Chris Johnson, I'm Jason DeBeas. I got KJ in the house. I got Miranda Tech in the show. What's good, people? It's good to be here. Cool, man. Miranda, <laughs> come on. Come on. Yeah, I've got a camera for you. Don't be hiding. <laughs> I'm going to be no hiding. Shout out to Wendy. Yeah. Oh, big. Yeah, man. Let me tell you something. The Optimist <laughs> Journal, she kind of inspired me because the Optimist Journal is something that I wanted to do a volleyball podcast, but I wanted to branch out. Yeah. I just wanted to build the portfolio and she's done a really good job. She's got, she had a sleep, a sleep doctor mm -hmm. on that. She's got, you know, all kinds of people, you know. Yeah, and I was, I was working with her for a bit and yeah. it's always a pleasure to work with her. Super positive. Yeah. Love that. Casey made the intro. Casey, um, yeah. like Carrie was inspired by her and Casey saw like some of my YouTube videos yeah. and he's like, oh, that guy's got balls. So, yeah. And he said, these two should meet. And that's mm -hmm. how I met Wendy through him. And, that's sweet. Um, yeah, man, it's really good stuff, dude. No um, where'd you where'd you where'd you meet Wendy? Um, shoot, where did I meet Wendy? I I can't tell you exactly where I met Wendy because it was a, a little while ago, at least yeah. a few years ago. But she's everywhere too. Exactly. Yeah, you could have met her. I probably <laughs> just met her on the sand, but yeah, I know that that she's always been the most positive person that I know. Every time that I talk to her, she's never she's never down. She's always thinking positively. So yeah, I'm glad she came out with the Optimist Journal. Yeah, man, and oh, shit, hell, she could have been in your, your senior game for all you know. She's, <laughs> she's, she's a power mom. She's got a kid at TCU no right now. she got a kid for juniors and won nationals twice. He's going to Stanford. Mm -hmm. um, so she's one of those moms like, okay, if you want to do volleyball service, do volleyball service. Yeah, and, and gotta, that's what they're doing. You got to grind for it. Trish Morris from Australia. What's up? Wow, that's cool. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got around, CJ. I like that. You, um, you finished school at Cal Baptist? Yeah. I was at a park. Um, so I transferred in. I was I was at Long Beach City College and transferred to California Baptist in Riverside. Okay. We were making the transition from NCAA to D two. Right. So yep. that was interesting. Yeah. To say the least. And then they got rid of their program, didn't they? Yeah. They cut the program, yeah. I think, two or three years after I was out. I was overseas at the time and I heard mm -hmm. from all my teammates that they cut the program and I was pretty disappointed about it. I um look, I co I co-sign. I show your sentiment because so many great players have come in, and, and it was a volleyball program that moved the needle. Yeah. Uh, I'll refer to some players uh, before you, Seydu. Yeah, Seydu. Um, uh, Shamzu. Shamzu actually looks yeah. a lot like you. He. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I, I, yeah. If you've ever seen the both of them, if someone took Seydu and like, it you know, like me. stretched them the long way, it would be it would be Shamzu and you. No doubt. I think you're a little bit taller than he is. He's um. Um, Seju's skill set was tighter. Yeah, um, he, but offensively, he was more dynamic. I think. Yeah, and on top of that, I think we were just in different positions as well. But yeah, I heard that he was a really good player, and yeah, I played with who I played with Levi Cabral and and kept some Brazilian outside yeah. hitters, and they yeah. were absolutely ridiculous. Yep, that yeah, is like unstoppable. Great program, man. Yeah. And, you know, I mean. It's weird because I thought the East was the first to suffer that. They started doing some of the smaller schools. Yeah. Um, East Strasburg University, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. had all the kids that didn't get into Penn State. So, yeah. And a lot of them filtered away to Juniata. Yeah. Like I said, at, um, Roger Williams, mm -hmm. schooling on Rhode Island was pretty good. Um, 
Queens College in New York. Yeah. Carlito, yeah, Carl, we, Carl Pierre. Play. I think we might have played them. Yeah. Carl yeah. Pierre, man. Great, great. Um, a bunch of, basically a bunch of Creole guys. Yeah. Uh, um, so you're, you're more than familiar on that, that, that indoor scene. It's just tougher. Yeah. Like, it's tougher for men's volleyball in yeah. general. And it seems like you have to be a really good player yeah. in order to get onto a program these days. Yeah. And it's, it messes up kind of the crop for our national team as well. They don't really have people to pick from. Yeah. 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 yeah because, right, the national team always picks the best 12 people, right? Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> we we can go uh, we can go a whole other hour on who no, I think no. is more deserving and uh, versus available positions and this no, and that. No. I guess you have a fourteen person roster. That just means what that you just need enough people to play each other. Uh, yeah. I think that's what they're alluding to. You got Zafaka that made the team. He he's um he's a little raw man. He's probably, and he's 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 getting eaten up right now because sometimes you know when you're this college star and you're going to the international scene, you find out right away like that levels to this and i hope he does well you he's, know? He's i don't wish nothing bad yeah <laughs> you know he's yeah been, he's been the guy though since he was i don't know mm-hmm. what 14 years old he's got yeah. probably one of the heaviest storms in the country yeah so wrist integrity improved too he's exactly got a and, jump in on that go ball. yeah we're talking about mm-hmm. his his iq is astronomical for his age yep so yeah. i think he's gonna figure it out without question yep yeah, and then from that point, the process is really more about react attack because exactly um, you have to divide um, knowing the game and paralysis through analysis. Yeah, <laughs> you know what that is <laughs> paralysis through analysis. Too many, too You're many taking, choices. So yeah. then you, you yeah. Don't I mean, know the way you've been choose. coached up in the beach, you have to know what paralysis <laughs> through analysis. Is. You got, you, you got, got every, options, everyone yeah. got an opinion. Yeah. Everybody trying to feed your information and you. You know, uh, um, your humility and trying to learn the game, you're trying to take it all exactly. in, but like, damn, it's just like, uh, uh, you first. Yeah, it was a... You second. It was definitely a year yeah. of, of trying to take in different information and kind of seeing what worked, kind of seeing what I could apply now, and mm-hmm. maybe I couldn't apply what was told to me now, maybe I need to apply it later, so that was always an interesting thing to deal with. Yeah. For sure. Cool, man. Um, we're going to jump back in indoor in a minute, but since we, we already touched on the beach and my camera just went out and it went back in, there it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, what's one of the – because one of the fans asked this question, what's one of the easiest things skill set-wise that was easy, uh, that translated right away from indoor to the beach? My offense. Like, yeah. if anybody's seen me play, like, you know that my offense is something that mm-hmm. I've had since I was in college. Right. So – when I was in college, I was one of the better offensive players in the country. And yep. as I went pro and went to the national team, my offense was my thing. And when I walked on the beach, it was something that translated like directly. Yep. For sure. Absolutely. For me, from what I saw, just looking on the outside in, I've been coaching this game. Too, too, I'm not even going to number name years anymore. It's just, <laughs> just too fucking long, you know? <laughs> It's like someone working at this this company and everyone gets promoted past her. It's like, so how long have you been here? And she just goes... Um, for me, the serve to space, the jump serve, yeah. I thought that translated right away. And some of these guys who are used to seeing heavy top spin or like wind ball serves, yeah. but, but not used to this, that, that downward yeah. spiral, like, <laughs> uh, uh, what do you call it? Just comes down <laughs> like, uh, with, like, first of all, it comes down like a ton of bricks. Second, the speed on the serve to space yeah. indoor. I mean, they because of the jump serve, they went from two passes to three to four. I yeah. UCLA and, and Long Beach yeah. State using a four passer system mm-hmm. now. Because if you're not in that, if you if you're not facing your platform or, or your timing wise, that's yeah. split second. You're not there. 
You're, yeah, you're definitely getting yeah. A's. That's a tough part. Yeah. But... You're streaky. And, you're, and I think you're streaky <laughs> in that. Like I, like I saw you at the Hermosa Beach Open, yeah. uh, not the AVP one, but the Memorial Day mm. one. And you needed to catch up. And I think it was the Cervantes. Yeah. <laughs> just, whoosh, whoosh. And everybody just started laughing. <laughs> they're, they're a really quality team. And I was, mm-hmm. I was, I've definitely been streaky with my, my serving. So it's, that was a tough thing to kind of come through this year, especially because I was like, there were times when I, I needed to have it and yeah. I didn't have it the way that I wanted to. And yeah. I'm somebody who doesn't want to even waste my time jump serving if I'm going to roll the ball into the court. No, because at the higher the level you play, the more that's equivalent to just a side out. Exactly. Not only that, you gave them a rep that gives them momentum and, 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 and confidence in the play where if you just miss, they're, yeah. they're exhaling. Exactly. So <laughs> that was a tough part. But, yeah, yeah. the – the offense definitely translated. I mean, learning shots was pretty hard, but the swinging was extremely comfortable. Yeah, cool, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. Do you have, do you have um um Chris Johnson? Anything on YouTube? Just look up Chris Johnson, whatever. Just pull that up for me. <laughs> sure, so. there's plenty. Yeah, I so. doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> um, how about the block? Did that translate well? Translate a little well, or or did you have to go from like lane uh, uh lanes? you know filling the whole swing blocking like team blocking as opposed to just having a little bit of going after the head a little bit more um the the blocking was was tougher because i had to go from just closing to somebody as a middle blocker to now basically being the pin blocker and Mm -hmm. partially the middle blocker yeah so that was a huge transition and then also deciding exactly how I'm going to block against certain hitters. Am I going to be going more over the net because they like to swing more? Am am I going to be more patient because they like to shoot a lot and I need to get touches, redirect throws? So that was a challenge, huh? Exactly. I think I would say in between passing and blocking were the biggest challenges. I think passing was hands down the biggest challenge. Yeah. For sure. You made a late transition from middle oppo too, which probably helped a little bit. Like, I never even played oppo. Oh, I played I played oh, middle man. from 14 years old at Lakewood High School all the way through to the national team and pro. Like, I never yeah. played opposite unless they kind of wanted me to play in practice. Right. But it was okay. straight middle blocker, and then I have to learn how to pass now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of uh, Greg Faulkner talked to him. That was one of his challenges. Yeah. Made out and um um oh he and i've been working together a little bit because yeah. i'm 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 actually contemplating unre- like unretiring from the sport and he's no between him and kevin mccullough they're yeah. very good partner choices because mm-hmm. it's someone where i don't have to worry about my partner yeah and as far as like these partnerships where one person like there's no such thing as a 50 50 partnership when it comes to control there's always one person that's gonna <laughs> for sure. that's going to yeah for sure <laughs> For sure, there's never, um, there's never two guys. Yeah, that and Greg, Greg is very interchangeable. Yeah, where if he needs to take the initiative or give up control, say, yeah. all right, you, you know, you, you take the wheel on this one. Yeah, um, very good partner that I have. So between now and December, physically, if I'm all right, yeah, then I'll play. Physically, and if it. I'm not, if I'm not, if I'm, <laughs> but if I'm not, I won't. I'm 50 next year, so yeah. there's just these nagging injuries that years and years of indoor mm-hmm. volleyball. I played indoor for 30 years. Yeah, you know, you played so, indoor for 30. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just. <laughs> It's um yeah. It's brutal. It is. I was so. in for fourteen, and I'm like, yeah. I don't think I'm going back in. No, <laughs> I think honestly, it's just about finding things that you enjoy on the beach. Where, like, some people from indoor, where they get to do it, they have they get to do things really well indoor. They can't do on the beach. They're just like, forget this beach stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't think that was a problem with you because offense. 
no. uh, which is the slowest thing for indoor players that transcended the beach was you was the fastest. Yeah. So you right, Miranda, he's like the first person I ever I ever heard that said to the first person <laughs> that asked this question that said right. that said offense. So, really? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's super surprising. Like, yeah. I mean you got Riley Simon, right? <laughs> you know, you got Riley Simon like tape monstering every shot like in, in the game. He's probably like forget this beach stuff. You know, we pretty of course elite athlete, he translated right away. Um, you know, man, they made yeah. him hit the reset button, but I guess the cream rises to the top, right? He's playing with different yeah. partners, and, and and here he is. I'm happy that he's doing it because yeah. I remember just being the national team with him for a few years, and he's yeah. just he's somebody who wants to make sure that everything's correct. Yeah, he wants it perfect. He's super deliberate. So yeah. for me to see him successful on the yeah. beach is exciting. Yep. Well, I, thought, I I also think that was a humor catching challenge to him. Yeah. You know, like if you want to be an outside hitter, um, you have to be interchangeable in certain systems. And in my his yeah. in my um experience as a player and a coach, yeah, I noticed that every gold medal winning team, and I'm and I'm only using the biggest stage, the Olympics, mm -hmm. because it'd be too it'd be too all over. It'd the be too broad, right? Um, the best tandem of outside hitters is one guy who's the best ball control guy on the court yeah. and the other guy who's more offensively explosive. If um, Don't know how old you are. You go back as far back as Jiba and Dante. Mm -hmm. You know, Jiba, Jiba could lead the offense, but that wasn't yeah. his role. His that role, his you ball know, control. best passer, yeah. ball control, Dante, you know, yeah. running the back real quick, actually revolutionized. Um, <laughs> uh, right? Think about it. They, they took that idea from the Americans and just freaking uh, ran away should, from it. Man. Um, Riley Salmon and Reed Pretty. Mm -hmm. So Reed knew that was his role, um, yeah. which is why I thought Matt Anderson and Pretty didn't, didn't um, work out that much for 2012. They were both OHs and they were both uh, um, mentally prepared to, to, to power through. Yeah. Where like Matt Anderson is an oppo. And you got Taylor Sander. And mm -hmm. I thought Taylor Sander and Reed Pretty were really good. I didn't like, I didn't love, and I'm going to sound like I'm this crapping on this dude. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know where I'm going, right? Aaron good. Russell, right? Yeah. Come on, man. I mean, he belongs on the team, yes. But does he belong on the team in these situations where they're playing Italy, you know, in the semifinals, winner goes to the gold medal match, and then you have Reed Pretty, who's on the bench, who in his last six matches was 5-1 and one against Italy. And I'm like, why? And then, you know, up 24-22, he shanks the ball, and then there's another ball that's going out, he touches, mm -hmm. the refs don't see it, the Italians lose their mind. Yeah. It was the longest yellow card, a not yellow <laughs> card I've ever seen. It was like, um, you ever see 300 Spartans, like they all run together? Yeah. Six guys running to the top row. All six guys running to the line judge. Uh, all six guys running to the, uh, the down judge. It was the longest it's not very ever seen. Instead of how volleyball yeah. is, everybody then, is running over similar to six men. Yeah, and they got, yeah, right? <laughs> Your oh entire 40 man team and six men is running over to the ref. He's at the net. I'm going to do a video. Oh. Damn, you're doing a fast move. Yeah. We'll get back to <laughs> um, Yeah, so, and then they, they get the call, right? And then match point, uh, set point. This is no set doubt. one. Set one, he gets aced. Yeah. And then set five, he hits the ball, like, in the air. And it's it's like a pop-up block, and he, I know in his heart of hearts that motherfucker knew it was in. He knew it was in. Libero, uh, he got head fake because he did this. Like, yeah. he's going to go for the ball, so the libero didn't go. Anyone behind him, he, he like, bracketed off and clung to Hope. And we both know Hope is, in game five, Hope is a five-letter word. Yeah. And as a general rule, if you don't know if it's in or out, 
you do what? You got to play it. You play okay. anything that's close. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a, that's a big thing that I actually learned playing mm-hmm. beach. You got to play everything that's close. So many balls that mm-hmm. you watch, they end up hitting the line or something happens yeah. late. It's like anything that's close should be yeah. played. I'll go even one further. Even if in the middle of your play, you, you know it's out or think it's out, follow through, pass all the way. Because if you do one of these, yeah, what's going to happen? You're, <laughs> you're going to be missing and be like, and making excuses. Oh, that ball was out. No, it was mm-hmm. not. You know, so. Um, no doubt. But yeah, I think I, I think it's always interesting. Like when I was overseas, there was always that dynamic with the outside hitters. It was a dynamic like it was an outside hitter who could pass really well, and there was an outside hitter who can crush offensively. All right. So Miranda, there's a button on the on the other side. You just press it, and it goes back to that. There it is. I'm on demo mode for right now. All right. Now press record. Is it recording? Press record. Yeah, yeah. It'll stay like that. <laughs> The, for me, for the way the cameras are stayed, yeah. instead of shoot out of demo mode, I just if you press record, yeah. it's seven hours each on the file, so I'm good. I go, oh, we, okay. can go we can go all day. Perfect. Steve Rochit said one speed. <laughs> Who was talking about the jump serve? Steve Rochit. <laughs> you know Steve, right? Yeah. Uh, Canoli's partner. Yeah. Texas. Hey, a lot of people <laughs> viewing. Carlos Semino from Brazil. What's up? Garrett <laughs> Roberts. I know where you're from. What's up? Jeremy Carlin was like, Joey Diaz from Staten Island, New York. What's up? Oh, you, got, you got people from everywhere around here. It's my mommy from Australia. Japan. What's up? Australia, Brazil, Japan. Yeah. You got everybody out here. <laughs> They're all interested. Everybody's like, who is KJ? <laughs> so we had, Wendy and I had a discussion Wednesday about the NCAA, um, um, the pay-for-play rule. Uh, for those of you that missed the last episode, just a little brief synopsis on what pay-for-play is. Pay-for-play is not the NCAA paying the players to play. Pay-for-play is giving players uh, an, entre- an entrepreneurial opportunity mm-hmm. to um, profit from their likeness. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They make a volleyball video game. College, right? Chris Johnson, KJ, got you in the middle. They got your name in the video game. Yeah. Give you, to give you a 2%. <laughs> yeah. You know, residuals or I whatever. Like um, yeah. Yeah. For me, I, I like it. Like, if you're in college, especially when you're in college, you are usually in one of the worst financial situations I know. Like mm-hmm. I was in college for a while and I, I had to work a bunch in order to make sure that I could drive my car and have things paid for. So if somebody wants to sponsor you and they can put some money in your pocket so you can go and make sure your bills are paid, you can go and eat. Yeah. Because that's that's a problem that you hear with anybody anyway. They're like, I'm in college, I'm having problems paying my rent or I'm in college, I'm having problems making sure that I can eat and get to where I need to go to and buy mm-hmm. the books and everything. So if you got that opportunity, then yeah, do yeah. it. I mean, and yeah. on top of that, every sport isn't getting full scholarships. Everybody's not getting full scholarships. So no, no it's four point five. Yeah, they're the bastard children of NCAA. Four point five scholarships, dude. Yeah. Ugh, how do you, how the hell do you slice that? Yeah, you're trying you know? to slice that among like twelve, fifteen no. players. It doesn't really work. Yeah. And then other sports have obviously more or less scholarships based on their situation, but right. I support it for th- threefold, yeah. and I'm gonna do the best I can to not go off on some Stephen A. Smith type, you know, like what <laughs> you telling? I'm getting paid just to talk about this guy. I'm making money on ESPN talking about him. He can't get no money. He can't get no money. So now I'm gonna do that. You know, I just did. Um, like re- reason number one: if they're citing as a pretext that they're trying to protect the kids from being exploited or whatever, yeah. um, then. That's a failed um, argument because the f- um, the fact is they made the rule 
there's, I'm gonna tell you, fact isn't what truth is. The yeah. fact is they made the rule to 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 protect people from being exploited. That's yeah. a fact. The truth is they're being exploited anyway. <laughs> the truth is that the system was being kind of anyway. built for that. I mean, yeah. we're talking about at what age, mm-hmm. twelve or thirteen, if mm-hmm. you're good at a sport, people are mm-hmm. already pumping your way, and you have no idea what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. imagine the whole club sports. It's yeah, it's that same way where sponsors and everybody are pushing into you you're 15 years old they're like so you're going to the nba at 19 they're already trying to talk to you about that or any other yeah. sport which leads me to my second point it's, these kids are graduating college this is your 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 um this is generation your generation that's pat that's bringing up the rear for millennials that that um have, are doing everything so right <laughs> i think you guys are becoming immune to old age yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you watch when everybody else is dying he's gonna be like 80 <laughs> you know, like, come on, let's play. You think you can beat me? Come on. <laughs> you know? I'm good. I'm good. <clears throat> so my second point is, um, these kids come out of college. They 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 expect kids to have the graduate the graduate the, the degree and experience. Yeah. So uh, having uh, allowing these kids to entrepreneur themselves and understand the business side mm-hmm. and how and how to handle themselves. Yeah. I think they should spend that money. Um, guiding these kids on how to instead of protecting them yeah and uh, uh, sh- show them and you know if you want to really protect them yeah. show them how yeah that's my second point the third part is i think the the when it, if it's government involvement there's a huge hypocrisy on as far as cherry picking is concerned yeah you are not there to protect kids that don't know better um and i brought this up last episode i mm-hmm. said wendy jones i said I got a question for you because Wendy and I are on opposite sides of their argument, yeah. healthily. Um, I have a question for you. How old are you allowed? Uh, at what age are you allowed to join the army? 18. 18, right? Uh, some uh, parent, parental permission, 16. Mm-hmm. They're not thinking about the ki- protecting the kids. They, they, no. They're basically sending kids who, who can be in harm's way. So yeah. that, they, they, I think they're cherry picking as far as protecting the interest of, of whatever. To, they're picking um, and choosing, right? To what end? Yeah, they yeah. Pick, they're picking and choosing. And no I doubt. think, why don't we get to pick and choose? And why are they putting us in a position why we look like we're working for the government? No, we, we voted for these people. We elected them. They... they uh, you know, strict reminder: yeah. these people are supposed to be working for us. Yeah, you know, for our for our interests, mm-hmm. protecting our interests, but also um, protecting is not is um, does not should not prevent you from quality of life. Yeah, that's all. That's what all. exactly we're we protecting. I, I was up and down, but that was the best way <laughs> I know how to say that. Yeah, you agree though? Yeah, uh, yeah. For sure. I think uh, the NCAA the the rules also help. Uh, small schools. How about D two and D three programs that don't offer get to offer full rides? How about D three that doesn't get to offer any athletic scholarships yeah, but still has to academic. abide by and still have to abide by the same freaking rule? Yeah, you know. Oh no, your D three is supposed to just play for fun. Yeah, the listen, funny part listen, is it would be Chuck. better to go NAIA. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least you can get a scholarship at yes. NAIA level. Yeah, tell us NAIA. about that. Educate me on that. Um, I know that you can get scholarships. I don't know if there are more or less. There might be a little bit more than NCAA, but with the NAIA scholarships, you can actually do some weird things Like you can stop your clock and stuff. You don't take 12 units, so you can extend your time while in school. It's really interesting. Mm -hmm. And I only got a little piece Mm -hmm. of it just because we were already in the transition to D2 when I went to CBU. But I know that that's how say you got to play at like 25 or 26. Exactly. You can play at any age and the rules are, they're less stringent 
on right. foreigners coming into play as well, which is why it's harder to get foreigners into NCAA. Yeah. Well, I think volleyball is a joke in that, in that respect because <laughs> it, foreign players were not an issue until um, like NPSF started losing. Yeah. NCAA is like, oh, Penn State, what the hell are they doing? Oh, oh they use a foreign player. Oh, yeah. oh, you know, Ohio State, oh, that guy from France. And, and I don't, again, we're going to talk about hypocrisy, right? Um, Stetson beat USC. Uh, um, my first round, remember NCAA? I don't yeah. know if you heard about that. Oh, yeah. Everyone was like, oh my God, check the forecast in hell. It just froze over. Yeah. Um, oh my God, it's because they had players from Brazil. And I'm like, I got a question for you. <laughs> and this, I said this last episode, I said, here's my question <laughs> Who is the best player on your team? Oh, Tina Gradina. Uh, where is she from? Latvia. Just just, just sit down and shut up. Lose my number. Lose my number, dude. That doesn't make you know, any lose sense. Lose my number. You're, you're you mad because they have more foreigners than you? Like, yeah, I, I, exactly. Why are you, you going to move the bar now yeah, uh, as far you, as like you what saying, your criteria yeah, are was? Are you saying your entire team is, is U.S. born yeah. or what do we Yeah, USC, UCLA. Who's their, who's their best team? Who's their pair one team? Well, the best player was uh, Sarah Sponsor. I don't know where she's from. Um, but the McNamara. Yeah, the Canadians, right? Yeah. UCLA, indoor men's team. Who was their best offensive player? Was that? That freaking middle, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, and, uh, and where's he from? You're Say it with me. Kofi. He's yes. about Kofi. Yeah. Say it with me. Where's he from? He's from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a baller, though. He's yeah. a high flyer. He is. No and doubt. Skill said he's a little bit more dynamic than a lot of middles, too, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, he's, I think he's definitely the future of Canada. He's yeah. he's going to be tough to deal with once he really gets on the international scene. Problem. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be a problem. Would yeah. you play, would you play internationally? Um, I played two years in Finland, one year in Portugal, and yeah. one year in Romania. Okay, and then we played a bunch of international competitions. So I was, I was. <laughs> did like I ask you? That, I had Lucas Yoder. He went. He's in Finland too. I said, yeah. did they make you wear the short shorts? And he's like, no. And I was like, shit. Okay, that, that was just back in my day. I, dude, I have uh, a pair of shorts. Yeah. I still, I just kept just because I couldn't throw it out. I had, yeah. you know, so it's like one of those museum things. Actually, <laughs> I think I might have worn short. some short shorts. Yeah. If you look, yeah. If you look it up, <laughs> you find me. I might have yeah. been wearing some shorter shorts on, on Lake of Ollie in Finland. It was. <laughs> It was an interesting situation, no. but I always wear compressions, though, so yes. you're not seeing any legs. No. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I do. Yes, short shorts, man. I, right. Germany, my, my shorts were yellow with, uh, yellow shorts with blue and uh, uh, red and white stripes. They were the ugliest thing. What? The ugliest, what type of color scheme is that? It was the ugliest thing. is Darmstadt. I played in Germany. Okay. Darmstadt. Okay, um, I got you on the, that. Um, the 421, yeah. the D1 thing, mm -hmm. uh, the demons, if you will. No doubt. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, but I'm older, so I was wondering if – where the Americans started going longer shorts, and now the NBA is just going regular shorts. Yeah, where they were just past your knees. Um, did, I, Europe, did Europe stay the same? Did Romania <laughs> stay the same? Did um, um, what's their situation there? I'm talking about shorts on the podcast. What's up, people? I was my my shorts were always shorter than I like them to be. Period. So I'm I'm very much like a my style is very basketball. So the shorts that are coming up like close to mid thigh, I'm usually not happy about it. At the no. national team, I wore some pretty short shorts. So. Okay. I was doing whatever I could to get them a little bit longer if it was possible. Yeah. But yeah, I was in some some shorts that were unfavorable. You got there. Miranda, what you looking at? <laughs> Miranda, what you looking at? Says Chris Johnson match. Show USA us. Versus Show us a little bit. Come on, let me see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only thing that keeps on the line. 
Someone, I forgot who told me. Someone told me like a week ago. I was like, Japan? Yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, got they got the Japan has um a really good outside mm-hmm. hitter, yeah. but I don't I don't know anything about the lefty. It's like the last time they even beat the U.S. was 1992, and that was because the Olympic Committee voted and gave it to them. <laughs> oh, I was at that game. I was in this, really. Yeah, it was 1992. I was in Germany doing an end around um with the italian army yeah. i was in the united states army at the time no um and wound up in barcelona and what happened was brian ivy ex trojan got hurt just yeah. wiping the floor because they used to carry these towels yeah like you know behind their shorts mm-hmm. and just wipe the floor yeah and he's wiping the floor and just went down it's just the most bizarre injury holding his knee and it was just like what the hell happened so then bob samuelson you see him coach club a little bit shot bald head no yeah. eyebrows he came in as a super sub and Set four, got a red card, and then, like, the end of set four, Japan's up 2-1. The end of set four is 13 up, and mm-hmm. Nagagaichi, Norichi Nagagaichi, hit a ball. The line judge called out, and the top ref called in, and he just cussed out the ref. Yeah. Ref gave him a second yellow, which under the rules was, is a is that, point. Is that right? So Nagagaichi on trans got 14, and the, the two yellows and the yeah. red should have gave him the match. Exactly. But the referees uh, thought it was a different set, so they let it ride. And the U.S. came back and won. They won that third set and they won a uh, fourth set and they won yeah. the match. Yeah. Steve Timmons, a great match. Timmons had 50 kills. Mm-hmm. This is side out. So you could trade up all day until people rack up 40 and 50s. Nagagaichi, 51 kills. Steve Timmons, 50 kills. Yeah. 16, 14. Bob Severtley used the block. Mm-hmm. A day later, um, they voted 18 0. You know about about the execution of the rule, um, 18 0 for Japan. So to get Japan to win. So the USA right. came back and I was yeah. So. Uh, like, here's the cool thing. Um, and I found this out later when I went back to my the garrison in Germany. Yeah. Um, AFN Armed Forces Network was showing the game, and I was mm-hmm. like, wow, cool. Jeff Stork shaved his head. <laughs> well, cool. Wow, Bob Sturridley shaved his head. And then they showed the shot of the whole team. I said, the whole damn team's bald. Yeah. The- so basically to show support for Bob. Yeah. Um, who who can't grow hair? They all and Steve Timmons had the spark hair just right up the middle. They all extended, so they cut they it all off. Yeah, so then they won every single match all the way to the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Subsequently, losing to Brazil, who won yeah. the whole thing, yeah. beat Cuba for the bronze. And Cuba had a you know always has a good high jump. The team there was respectful. Cuba Cuba yeah. has Cuba's, some of the best players yeah. on the planet, yeah. man. It's insane how they produce it. Yeah, we were talking about serve to space too, right? Yeah. They got three guys on that team that are game changers. Uh, Cuba, there, there is just. I mean, we could talk about the current guys right now. Mm-hmm. I don't, please, I don't understand how they, how they can continue to have like people defect and still be extremely competitive because people leave Cuba all the time. Yeah, like the players leave, they go to other countries. Yeah, uh, Juan Terena, Simone. I yeah. mean, Leal, was it Leal? Yeah, Leal, yeah, Leal, Leon, like top players on the planet. Yeah, from Cuba going to another country, and now they're in that country playing. Yeah, on their they're like, wait, team. you mean I get to do this for a living? Exactly. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's nuts. And then Cuba, they have so many people who defect, but then Cuba still puts up a really good team they every do. year. Yeah, that's super competitive, crushes, high flies, and they make it happen. And I'm happy about that because for years they wouldn't let them do that. Yeah. Um, Cuba won the gold in 2000. Uh, sorry, 1992, right? Cuba, again, repeat champs, uh, won in 1996. Probably an even better team they had in 1992. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario Luis was like one of their best players. Yeah. And then Castro promised the, the them that they can contract and play. Uh, Jap- Japan had uh, the top women's league. Yeah. For the men, it was Italy. Yeah. Um, 
and basically Castro Rietnik and said, no, you can't do it. So it happened in 2000 Olympics. You know what happened? They lost straight sets. Yeah. Second match, lost straight sets. And then somewhere in the middle, he, he, um, he doubled back yeah. and said, no, 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 you guys can do it. And then, <laughs> then, and then, they, then they won the next three matches mm. in pool. <laughs> so, so they could get into the playoffs. Yeah. So they came in as a last seed, played the U.S. team, who was the first seed, whooped the U.S. Because they should, because Cuba shouldn't have been the last seed. Of so, course. So first round, whooped him 3-0, um, and eventually won the gold. So they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're the um, um, one of two three-peat champions for a uh, gold medal for volleyball. Well, Kerry Walsh and um, um, Misty May no uh, being the other one. It's good, right? Good to have that American representation. Yeah, she was there today. Wasn't that cool? I saw her. I saw yeah. her. She was looking good and playing good, too. Oh, my gosh. She no was doubt. great. Oh, shoot, man. <laughs> she is – the question for me is – not is she ready for 2020 or who is Kerry Walt for 2020? The, the question for me is who's Brooke? Who's Brooke Sweat? You okay. know, we, we as players, you know, we got to, we're fair. Yeah. You know, we might be a little hard, but we got to be fair too. Mm-hmm. So is Brooke the one that's going to stay in system? Is Brooke the one on serve, receive? Is she going to hold her platform to allow some kind of option, you know, on two or hold her platform where she could see the progressions? Because sometimes, under pressure, yeah. she reverts to a technique that makes her serve receive a little bit worse. Mm-hmm. And I heard the coaches talking, so, you know, the Portuguese and this and that. Yeah. But the match that they just lost, uh, the German team they played, uh, we, you watched a little I think bit of it. I, I think I saw maybe the back end yeah. of it, yeah. Because the two things she could have done was, one, she got a lot of the serves was just hold her platform. Because that's like a hard wall. We, we, if you learn that, it's like hard wall, padded wall. Yeah. Uh, um like hard wall, you bounce the ball against a hard wall, it goes up and it mm-hmm. stays up. Where a padded wall, it might do it, but it might do something else. Exactly. So the way she's passing, it might stay up, but it might do something else. So if she just does that little half second hold at the end, yeah. now Carrie can see. Not only now can the hitter see, but Carrie can see it now. Yeah. Option and yeah. and then her bump pass because Carrie doesn't use her hands a lot, mm. but but it, you know cleans up her her her, her bump set. That's the one thing that could have done better. The other thing is Germany had a lefty. <laughs> that I thought was a right shoulder weak, serving zone one, and they kept serving her middle like they were serving oh. righty, and, and and they were just serving high deep on her right. Yeah. Every time they did that, she just faced her platform, mm-hmm. and boom, platforms facing the net. Where every time I noticed, and I'm lefty, and yeah. lefties have this problem worse than righties. Yeah. John Mayer has this problem, or had this problem. Um, Ed Ratlich has this problem, where when every time they go right shoulder, they do this. Mm. They don't face. They do this. Yeah. So now, if you look at both forms. As you they're see, up where the ball pops up, where the out of system got to be brought back in, or maybe even either, yeah, it's either for mm-hmm. especially if your platform is extended this way, you're either mm-hmm. gonna have a ball that's gonna go straight up or it's gonna go behind, yeah, you. it's or might, maybe even an ace too, depending exactly, on, yeah. So, so it's one of those things where I, I noticed that that one was right, right shoulder weak, and I thought. When you start losing these matches, 15-13, set three, did you always think about what's one thing we got to do and done better? Because if it's 15-13, yeah. just face it. You're evenly matched. Yeah. Either that or you're just having a really bad day and they're having yeah. a game of their lives and mm-hmm. you got some help from the rest. Exactly. <laughs> Which happens. But but um, <laughs> but you always want to look at one or two things that you, you control more than the other team. And I think um, in, in system setting, yeah, you can control. Your yeah. setting's got significantly better, by the way. Thank you. Let me tell you something. I don't know know if this is a racial thing, but when a black man raises his hands, who's a middle, an indoor middle, the referee is like, Oh, I already know. (laughs) He's ready to blow that whistle, boy. Yeah. 
Yeah, indoor too. Every time you put up your hands, right? I mean, there are setters that chuck balls worse than you. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. The refs don't call, but they see they see a middle just to remind them to remind it's you they're still yeah, up there. It's all it's all different. I mean, I I was getting called a lot when I first got on the sand, and I had mm -hmm. to stick heavily with my hands. And yeah, good. It was tough. I mean. Chris was on me about it 24-7. Good. He was, yeah. like, he was like, just use your hands. Like, you're going to improve. And I started using my hands more. I started getting a lot better. But then I still received some pretty phantom calls, which was insane. And it, yeah. that's the tough part about beach volleyball. One, hand setting is super subjective. And two, Agreed. almost 90, 95% of the time, you're getting refed by your peers. Yeah. So, it and it's doesn't, definitely a regional thing. Yeah, there's no there's no continuity with it. So right. it messes everything up and it's tough, but you gotta work as hard as you can to continue to improve it and yeah. go with it. Also, you you adjusting to, to regional um, errors and how they conduct uh, uh, their rules on volleyball are different. I'll give you an example like um, CBVA, right? Yeah. Um, they have a rule that says it, it is illegal for you to receive serve overhead with yeah. an overhead set. Now, even under the old school rules, it's never been against the rules. It's yeah. just nobody dared um, take a ball with their hands because they thought no way it wasn't going to be called a carrier or whatever. Yeah. So um, the actual real rule is receiving serve overhead is not against the rules. It's just illegal to double it. It's illegal to carry it. Okay. Um, digging a ball that's not hard driven with your hands um, is uh, it's not, not it's not illegal. It's, it's only illegal, illegal to double it. Okay. It's only illegal for it's for I mean, because if they do it and they blow the whistle, they gotta give you a call. Yeah. And you know what? It better be good. Yeah. <laughs> it better be good. So but CBVA circumvented their own rule and just said, Hey, no, anything that's overhead, you know, maybe it's just easier to ref. That's you know, a funny uh, part because that's I've a, never that was been, a regional rule that they, that they made up. I've I haven't mm. been called for it because that's the thing. Yeah, it, it happens. Like you have the high serve and like yeah. you can't you can't physically get a platform on it. So right. you'll do the fist in Boom. or you'll do the prayer yeah. or something like that. Or the hands kind of come together yeah. like this. Yeah. So on the service, even I like, I haven't been called for it. It's like, if the hands are together, like they don't call it, even if it's over. Yeah. Even if it can be like this. And as long as they're together. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. Like, because yeah. otherwise if they're apart, then they're like, no, no, no that's illegal. Mm -hmm. It's like a catch. You can't mm -hmm. overhand set basically, but anything else, even if it's close, I've seen people like hands weren't quite together, but if it was over like this, like where one's in front of exactly, the other, exactly, yeah. it wasn't called. So yeah, that's an interesting rule. It is. Um, and as you continue to travel, because you've traveled a little bit, you're going to notice that um, hands are called a little bit differently in the sense that a lot of international refs they will call spin if you dish it, yeah, but they won't call spin if you don't. Yeah. Like if you just if you have a fast release, they're they're forgiving on whatever um someone's unfounded, we were, un, unwritten, unfounded, un, yeah. you know, uh, uh, um, um, rulers on spin. It was interesting. We were we were in Canada. We were at the Vancouver Open. Yeah. And they were like they were kind of letting kind of chucks go. It was interesting yeah. how much they let the ball spin. Yeah. But if it came out fast and like the hands were clean, yep. then it was rare that they yeah. were going to call a double. Yeah. They wanted it out fast. So it's the rules are definitely different wherever you're at and you got to go talk to the rest. Agreed. Um, and that is because of a magic question. I asked a guy for uh, Jesse Webster from, um, uh, beach, I'm mostly beach volleyball club. He's south of the pier. I'm, I'm north. We're in the summer. Um, do you think a ref calls a, a double how it comes out or how it comes in? And he he said it's how it comes out, and I said that is incorrect. 
almost any international or if any any high level calls a double how it comes in. Um, you will never see a ref call a double on you um, uh, waiting to see how it comes out and seeing the spin, unless uh, depending on the region. Almost every, as soon as it comes out of your hands, they're blowing the whistle. Yeah. They didn't even wait for the spin. Yeah. So uh, a carry, a lift is yeah. how it comes in and out. And then, so I think a lot of people need to either get get on, uh, maybe us collectively need to get on board with with how refs are calling it, or the refs get together and be a little a little bit a little bit more it's, implicit, a little bit more <laughs> implicit about that. And and then you can play volleyball. You get to do your yeah. job. It's, you know, it's the rules, but. I feel like even it's just mm. so subjective. Like there's not one way. Every ref will say something different to you. Okay. And that's the problem. It's mm. like, well, I don't want to dropping below the head or yeah. I want it to come. As soon as it comes in, it has to come out. Right. So refs are telling you different things and it's, mm -hmm. it's so tough to deal with at times. And I'm like, there should definitely be one uniform way. Yeah. But also. Oh, but also understand the regions too. Yeah, but yeah. also understanding the fact that every single beach volleyball player would also need to know that rule too because most of the time they're refing you, not right. a referee. Unless you're playing at yeah. the highest level tournaments, yep. then you're not getting a real ref anyway. Right. Get Dave Carson on my podcast. He's, yeah. a, he's the one ref that decided to come on and stand tall, no answer all these questions. He didn't come in studio. He's coaching on, in New Hampshire, yeah. so it's their non-traditional season or whatever. Yeah. And I really, I have, I have, I've always liked him, but I have a new respect for him because a lot of these guys, they just make. The, I mean, I'm sounding like I'm dissing refs now. They just make the call and hide. <laughs> no, he stood tall. He says, yeah. I, "Before I, before we go any further, this is me." And it's, it's not the consensus of all refs. This is mm -hmm. just how I do it, based on uh, um, um, dialogue, yeah. healthy debate that mm -hmm. him and other refs have. So, yeah. Connecticut, like I played a grass tournament, and they're like, the ball's not allowed to spin one and a quarter times a second, and that's the rule that they wrote. Yeah, because they they, they wrote in because again, that's not in, you won't find spin in any fucking rule. Yeah. You just won't. Um, <laughs> no, but my question is, here's my question, right? Because I had a guy, uh, Flacco, who played for um, Balmeso because mm. I sat for them for a yeah. little bit. Uh, I, was in, I never went to nationals because I was in school. I was in college when yeah. they went to nationals. The, one, the two times they mm -hmm. won, they won two years in a row. No doubt. Um, so I said, my, my boy's a middle. So every time he got a, uh, he dug like a cut, he just came in for a one or like a push one. Yeah. And, and I'm just, boom, yeah. he hits it. I'm like, they call on a double. I'm like, but that didn't spin a whole time. Yeah. There's a one ball. He didn't, you know, was, yeah. Yeah, your rule says it's supposed to uh, uh, go a whole time around. Some, yeah. some some people don't say a second. Just it's not allowed to turn a whole time or one and a quarter times. But I'm like, that ball didn't turn a whole time yeah. around. So, yeah. so, so, so well, what's your rule? Yeah. What's are, your, are you, are you, you doing on? a predictability that it was yeah. going to? Yeah. What's, what's um? That's a you tough know? part. It's like, it's like a predetermined, like, oh, when it leaves a hand, I'm calling a double yeah. sometimes. And mm -hmm. that's, that's even tougher. And I've heard people say, Oh, the ball spun one time, or the ball spun one and a half, or two times, or something like and that. And you're like, "Look at this ball! I'm gonna spin the ball." I'm like, "You realize how fast this ball has to spin the goal whole exactly. time?" You're like, "That, that ball didn't times. spin it's that like, fast." It's so hard. It's so hard. <laughs> Look at Miranda looking at you like forearm setter. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I gotta see that face. <laughs> she, she looks scared. <laughs> yeah, who gave you permission to be scared? <laughs> so um, we're in a tra uh, subject to travel, and that's one of the questions I wanted to bring up. One of the more um, indoor or beach, some of the more interesting places you've traveled. Mm. 
always taking a trip to Canada has been fun for me. So yeah. he's like I, a place where everybody speaks English. I'm good. <laughs> it was just nice. Like all the Canadians are always nice to us no matter what. And yeah, they, they've always been gracious hosts. I played in the 2015 Pan Am games with the indoor U S national team in Toronto, Canada, and then to play in Vancouver oh, this wow. past summer. So I got to play in both places and Canada is always a good place to go. Mm. Um, we played played against uh, Galatasaray, I think that's what we call it, Galatasaray in Istanbul, yeah. Turkey. I liked it a lot out there. Okay. And uh, maybe Lisbon, Portugal. Uh, Portugal's nice. Malaga, Spain. Uh, so I've I've been to some like nice bigger cities that I enjoyed a lot, without question, and I can't complain. Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, and interesting stories, stolen luggage. Somebody wanted to take a picture with you because they thought you were someone else. <laughs> <laughs> he said, damn. Did Miranda tell you that? <laughs> I'm on to something. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like I have any any super interesting stories. Um, you don't put yourself in harm's way. Good for you. I, I really don't. <laughs> if you know me, I'm probably – I'm pretty low-key, and I, I don't do too much. Um I don't know. I think yeah. probably just a scary moment was me like riding down. I basically rode down like the side of a, a ski, whatever. It was at the top of like a ski resort and I rode all the way down to the bottom. It was like probably the scariest thing I ever did because I could have like jumped off and fell like a good 30 or 40 feet into something. Oh so that makes, uh, you know, that makes you develop a natural fear of heights. Like, <laughs> I, I never thought about heights before until now <laughs> exactly so that was that was a little bit of a scary story i did that in finland but it was it was a lot of fun I ended up working out and get hurt but yeah i, I wouldn't play any more games like that anymore <laughs> I'm, gonna stay, I'm gonna try to stay off uh, any frozen snow it's not safe no well i, I have two fears on heights mm -hmm. um extreme heights yeah. i could stand on a ladder but on clowns okay which is a stupid problem mm -hmm. cladophobia it's a stupid problem to have can't watch a movie yeah. yet no Nope, can't watch Stephen King's it. Can't yeah. go to certain Halloween parties. Yeah. You know, I went yeah. to sing karaoke at Hennessy's. Mm -hmm. Someone was full blown. I got halfway in. It's just like, I got to get out. Yeah. Text everyone's telling Greg, text me. Yo, where'd you go? Where'd you go? I was yeah. like, there's a clown. He yeah. goes, oh, yeah. okay. You know, I was coaching north of the pier and there was mm -hmm. a mime who was almost full blown, blown yeah. clown. And I looked at him. I just go, oh, shit. Yeah, and then one of my players, well. said, one of my players, she's sixteen, Alexa. She and and the best Kelly voice, my wife. She sounded just like her when she says, "Wait a minute, you're afraid of clowns." Oh, <laughs> and, no. and the way she said it, like yeah. everyone. You said it so everybody can hear it, and it makes it just so much worse. Now everybody's gonna try to do everything. Oh my god! Hey, no solution, man. I just need him to be somewhere else. I don't need no. I don't need no medication. You want? You want a drug? <laughs> How about give me a sleeping pill? I, I, no, no, come on, man. Help me. Help me help that. you. I'll you on that. <laughs> yes, Gigi from Virginia. Gigi's my kid's sister. She's um Afghan vet. She did two tours in Afghanistan. Oh, that's amazing. Mary Beth. Yeah, every male member of our family yeah. served. She's the first. She's the first girl. Wow. Yeah, I'm a Gulf. I served three years ago for but my father, um, Vietnam, Air Force, grandfather. Um, mother side Korean yeah. War, yeah. mother side World War Two, so <laughs> Navy. So we all lived. We all got that. Yeah, story. that's big time. We're gonna talk about, <laughs> talk about stories to tell. <laughs> yeah, I'm like you're talking about some some real deal yeah. danger. 
Honestly, if you or were lucky enough or are lucky enough to serve during peacetime, which I basically was, like I joined when desert when they invaded Kuwait, mm -hmm. Iraq invaded Kuwait. Yeah. I, I joined, and then by the time I got out of boot camp and AIT, yeah. which is advanced individual training, yeah. I was a generator mechanic. Yeah. Um, two weeks before we graduate AIT is a ceasefire. So, so, <laughs> That's and nice. then just before um, when I was leaving the army, it's Somalia. The whole thing it's with mm -hmm. Somalia here. Yeah. So I was between wars. Yeah. So honestly, the funnest story. When you're in peacetime, are gonna not, they're not even gonna be at your duty station. You're gonna be in boot camp. Mm. Just everyone adjusting to this 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 this, lifestyle. this new life. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, all right, fuck it. We're here, right? I'm gonna tell you one. You're gonna like you like this one. I promise you. So, <laughs> so they find out I'm from New York. Yeah. Right. So what they do when they find out you're from New York, they don't they don't look for you to punish you. They make you a squad leader. Mm -hmm. And they assign certain people. That, that, these guys are under your care in the squad. So every time they fuck up, they're like, who's your squad leader? They come Just, down on you. Who's your squad leader? So that was the best way for them to, to mess with me. Yeah. So they, they, they made me a squad leader. So I had one guy who carries the, the flag. So yeah. morning time, you take it out. Boom, put it out. Nighttime, you bring it in. You don't leave it outside. So yeah. he left it out. And um, he left it outside. And it was raining as raining as well. <sighs> so. So someone's like, yo, he's like, the Debilius, you know, they call me uh, DB. He said, mm -hmm. DB, Joestar, I want to see you. And I'm like, okay. What's going on? So I'm coming in, I'm like, you know, Joestar, I'm Jason the Best reporting his order. And he goes, Debilius, Kentucky dude. <sighs> so just, he didn't yell at me. Yeah. He smiled at me. He goes, why don't you sit down? So I'm sitting, <laughs> now I sit like this. <laughs> yeah. The same way Miles Park changes a fucking interview. Just, um, it's <laughs> my guy. Um, so yeah, right. <laughs> hey, I did an interview with him. He had like, I, I remember I told you I had to list two kids to stand mm -hmm. on his left and his right, yeah. and they were standing like they were strapped. So, mm -hmm. so I just sat, and he's like, "Relax, so relax. How you doing?" I'm like, "Okay, Joe Sergeant." He's like, "Do you want something to drink?" Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, right? Took us a drink, and um, you know, you want a coke, and uh, I was, I wanted a diet coke, but I'm like, yeah. "Yeah, sure, I'll take the coke." Yeah, I'll take whatever. You so got. he's like, "Do you miss home?" I said a little bit. He says, "You got a girlfriend at home?" I said yes, and he says, I, he says, you think you're, you're going to marry her? I said, yeah, sure. Yeah, no <laughs> sure. Um, so he's like, hey, training's going good. Keep your head up. You'll be all right. By the way, uh oh, where the fuck is the guy? <laughs> he yelled so loud. Uh, the chair I was in, yeah. I pushed back, fell down backwards, backward roll. Landed on my feet, ran out, and you could I could still hear him yelling, "Your house is grass, boy, and I'm gonna smoke it." Oh Yo, he's, where the fuck is the guy? Oh my god! So I go back to the barracks, yeah. and to give you an old school like film perspective of what ba barracks look like, there's a whole bunch of beds lined up with each other, yeah, and, like next to each other, so yeah. it's dark and there's and so I go back, I, I get the flag, and I'm soaking wet, yeah, and my ar army grade sweats, yeah. I'm soaking wet. And um, <laughs> and all you can see are eyes. Like everyone looking in the bed, just eyes looking out of their bed, just to see if who's coming in the room. And it's yeah. me. And I was just like, "Thanks a lot, dude. Thanks, man. Thanks." And then I sit there and I'm soaking wet in my bed, and you can hear one guy go. <laughs> Some guys like laughing. And then someone else started laughing. The whole fucking room started laughing, and I was just like, "Okay, y'all got me." Oh shoot! But that was that. That's a. Let's just call that a, a, a fun boot camp story. <laughs> I would have been so mad. I would have been so mad. <laughs> Got to come down on somebody. Um, when you played for Cal Baptist, uh, where was one of the more interesting places you you, you went to? Mm -hmm. 
two places stand out right off the top of my head. Um, playing playing at Penn State. Yeah, we didn't get to play against Penn State. I think we played Ohio State. But okay. playing at Penn State, going to what year was that? Mm, 2012, like 11? I think. Okay. I think it was might have been January 2012. Yeah. It was a part of like a two-week road trip, East yeah. Coast. Yeah, they won but, a year later, right? Something like that. No, they won 2014, sorry. Yeah. Literally, Chicago won that year. I, Re- repeat. No, it was, no, it was, it was um, Irvine? It was, I think that was Irvine. Mm-hmm. I think that was Irvine's year. Yeah, because yeah. we didn't we didn't win. We And we also couldn't even, like, go to the playoffs. We were still in that no, transition of course. Yeah. period. But... Yeah, going going to Penn State was a lot of fun. Being at State College, yeah. um, I think I took a picture with a Joe Paterno statue right before they took it down. Yeah, which they shouldn't have. I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, I wasn't overly excited about that. No, but yeah, like being being there, that gymnasium was massive. It was nice. It was snowing. I hadn't been in snow too often, so that was sweet. And then yeah. um, going to BYU, I think I went to BYU like two or three times while I was at CBU, and yeah. playing in their gym is sweet. Planning, planning Utah at Provo is always a lot of fun. Utah, yeah, okay, Penn for State, sure. nice. Yeah, those are my favorites. I've been there once. Yeah, yeah, because um, Penn State has a bunch of different campuses, but I wanted to go on that one. Yeah. Penn State Altoona, this yeah. and that. They actually have, they have four, they have three teams. They have two Division three teams, and then they I'm have, really um, then they have, um, you know, the one, you know, female male team running no, the no. West Rose and this and that. Yeah. But um, that's cool, man. No, I'm surprised weird. you guys weren't grandfathered in. Like men's volleyball in this NCAA yeah. was the one sport in NCAA that was allowed to uh, postseason participation. They didn't yeah. have to go through probationary period. So that was weird. They made it pretty yeah. clear. Maybe I don't know. Maybe because we didn't go yeah. directly into Division One. Ah, okay. but we were in yeah. NAIA into D2, and we right. had to do the probation period. So I think the yeah. first year I wasn't there. I think I got there in the second year. And that was a year I actually ended up getting injured. And then <laughs> the last year, like we were eligible, but we weren't good enough. All right. So, yeah, yeah we had to wait, which was not fun. <laughs> it's never a freaking it's like fun. great. Sweet. I had like um, <laughs> a whole bunch of crazy questions that, um, I don't know, it was just, just pretty going. What's, what other um, sport do you like besides volleyball? Uh, uh, spectator. Let's start with spectator sport. What do you like to watch? Big basketball fan. <clears throat> So oh, man. It's, a good, been, it's a good time. Yeah. To be back. I've best. been, yeah, I've been an, an NBA fan and, and an NFL fan for a long time. NFL yeah. is a little harder for me to keep up with just because weekend more, tournaments. Well, no, it's just, it's more players, more injuries, more movement in and out of the league. Right. But NBA, usually guys stick around longer. You can see their faces. So I'm yeah. a big NBA fan fantasy. Like those are, that's like kind of my sports yeah. to watch. It's a nice boom period for the NBA there, right? I mean, oh, some sweet. of these guys, I'm um, switching certain teams. Kawhi with Toronto was pretty cool. LeBron mm-hmm. coming to LA. <clears throat> I'm a Knicks fan. So um, you can feel pity for me later because we're not doing, we're not doing pity right now. I'm about to- <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to turn him. I'm really about to turn on my card, dude. No, I mean, I mean, uh, it's I been it's been a long time for you guys, yeah. so I can understand that. Well, that was the last boom period for yeah. me with the NBA. I mean, you got like two or three boom periods. You got the period with like Shaq and Kobe that mm-hmm. I thought was competitive. You know, because Iverson was at the, uh, at the you Pettis know, competing peak. at the same yeah. time. Um, um, and then that that boom period finished when Detroit was like man uh coached by Larry Brown got yeah. a whole bunch of freaking journeymen to win a to win a title. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before that. You're talking the 
the Knicks, the Bruiser Knicks, Anthony Mason, oh, okay. Charles Oakley, <laughs> uh, um, Hubert Davis, um, Doc Anthony Rivers, Mason. all these. Yeah, um, it, Greg Anthony. These these got got teams like that and yeah. Detroit before them, yeah. Pistons, were the reason why the flagrant foul was invented. Mm-hmm. It was invented in 1990 or 91 yeah. because people were like, wait. I just get a foul for this. Yeah, people, <laughs> and, people were, yeah, people were clotheslining in the lane. Like it was, people could do whatever they wanted, which is why there's so much fighting. Yeah, because if a touch <laughs> foul, if a touch, <laughs> look, if, look, if a parking ticket is the same penalty as murder, I could think of a bunch of people yeah, I'd like to kill. Exactly, I could do the same thing. It doesn't matter. So I actually didn't know that that was when they instituted the flagrant foul, but yeah. I could see why. I look at the video back in the day. I'm yeah. like, it was a rugged league. Yeah, the Lambeer was the worst. Big old white dude, baby fat white dude. You had guys like that aren't even violent people, like that that are soft spoken, like you're soft spoken or just chill, and you got guys. The media trying to talk to that guy, and he's like, I hate him and I kill him. You, got, you have a guy yeah. saying, talking about Lambert saying, I hate him and I kill him. You know, it's uh, pretty um, bad. Bird was like that a little bit because everyone has Bird like this really nice guy. He is the worst trash talker. Dude. Bird Bird was a grinder on the yeah, court. Yeah, and he talked to you while he's like, I'm going to yeah. go over here and I'm going to shoot it in your face. Mm-hmm. You know, this and that. I'm going to hit it. He was so obnoxious. Julius Irvin, who's the most passive dude, uh, reputatively punched him yeah. in the face. Dr. J, Dr. J punched him in the face. (laughs) You've got to be the most annoying person. Julius is mad at you, you effed up. Oh, for sure, for sure. There's some people who are just so laid back, and it's like, just like, man, 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 man. I mean, enough is enough. You know how I go. Cool. <laughs> um, off the wall question. Do you, do you own a, um, do you, do you shoot, do you shoot a weapon or do you own a weapon? No, not at all. I don't even know where that came from. I asked Jeff, I asked Jeff that, uh, Samuel, because I had Jeff Samuels on yeah. the show. And he's like, yeah, because he spent a lot of time in Texas and yeah. this and that. And I think one of his biggest sponsors um, that, that helps him finance his trips and yeah. stuff like that is from Texas. So okay. he does it all the time. Yeah, yeah I, I think I may have shot a weapon before, but okay. I don't remember. It was probably a lot younger, but no, we don't really. <laughs> he's like, need, dude, where do I yeah, live, Jake? Yeah, I we shoot don't really a weapon. Need to do that here. I was like, I don't even know where to go where I would be able to just do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's some there's a reason that's as you know people do it for fun or recreation mm-hmm. and there's people like Miranda you just don't give a gun to because you know she she's a prisoner of the moment you know LAX shooting range torrent shooting range <laughs> why so, do you know that yeah <laughs> yeah just name like two that. off the top of the you head you see them eyes <laughs> you know Rob's in trouble right do you know what those eyes say right now if you mess with me I'm gonna kill you her and the dog those eyes are so bad that makes the, that makes the dog say, "Yo, I ain't got nothing to I'm do with this." I'm not involved here. I'm not yeah. involved here. Y'all gotta stop arguing. <laughs> we know what we're getting from you, Brandon. We know what it is. All right, so so um, uh, not a tough question, not an uncomfortable question. You're taking some time away from volleyball. Why? What's up? Well, I've played for the past year straight, so yeah. and it's not like. I was dabbling for the year. Like, I think if I remember, me and Chris started at the beginning of October. Right. And I moved to Redondo in the beginning of November just because it was hard to commute from Long Beach all the way down to here every morning. So playing, literally, we were training a bunch and Mm -hmm. we played every tournament that there was under the sun. Yep. So I was really happy uh, to see y'all get in Manhattan. Thank you. Yeah, I was man. I was super happy to finally it's a match of the year too. Yeah, Ricardo and um um 
was it uh, Rosie? Rosenthal, yeah. That was match yeah. of the year, man. That was three sets, and that was sorry to interrupt, yeah. but it's all good. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, I had that as as my goal. I wanted to get into the AVP main draw, and I I felt like we were somebody who could. We were a team that could develop into getting into the main draw first year. Right. So I didn't feel like it was something like oh, well, in three years we can get into it. I'm like, I think we can do it now. Yeah. So that was big and. Just playing in a bunch of tournaments, Vancouver, yeah. and a, we played in every AVP next you did. that there was. You did. And, you, and you made all the stops too, right? You went. I saw you were in New York. Yeah, we yeah. we went. I went. We went. Actually, yeah, we went to every AVP. I think I missed Hawaii, but okay, that's fine. It was amazing. And yeah. after after we played in the Norseka, I was like, all right, I'm for sure gonna take. I'm gonna hit break. the reset button. Exactly. Yeah. So right now I'm resting and kind of thinking about the season, thinking about reflecting exactly yeah. reflecting on the season and deciding what i want to do next if i'm ready to come back if i'm ready to do something else so we'll see yeah i um that's the most important thing sometimes um doing to quote sanford meisner acting mm -hmm. um, my bfa is an acting yeah. so i'm going to quote an acting coach yeah. there's no such thing as nothing sometimes doing absolutely nothing mm -hmm. uh, is something yeah um, and not just a physical thing, because yeah. sometimes, you know, touring wears you out. But I'm talking about from the neck up. Yeah. Because when people, when people ask me, you know, have you seen why isn't Chris playing or whatever? I'm like, well, shit, I'm interesting that you're asking me because, <laughs> me, man, you are cool, right? But yeah. we, had, we shit, we didn't go fishing, right? <laughs> I haven't seen you since the last fishing trip, bro. Exactly. You know what I mean? We, right? we weren't like that. Um, but But, um, no, I get asked these because I get fed information all the time. Okay. Like I'm the first one to know about new partnerships. Mm. I'm the first one to know about, uh, um, you know, like scoring freeze and yeah. who signed and who didn't, no who, you know, like the, the whole Bill Kalinske thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had a theory. My theory was sometimes from here up, when you're out there and you're hanging and banging every day and you're traveling and this and that, it's mentally exhausting. Yeah. Physically, you could have went a little, a little bit more until you can't, which is not smart either. Yeah. Uh, um. But I said the dude, the dude. From the neck up is just is like it's like no nah, I'm good for, I'm good right now I want I want to do this and and maybe come back at that because yeah. there is this heightened level of the work you put in and sometimes it's disappointment after disappointment after disappointment so something breaks through yeah and then when it does break through you're exhausted and then when it and when it doesn't break through yeah. you're even more exhausted yeah like, this is exhausting dude this is exhausting it was it was that kind of season it was a really interesting season because we were a team that nobody knew about and right. we got on the sand and and people were like who are you guys and why yeah. are you guys playing good yeah. so early and we made we made a lot of finals and that was a lot of fun mm -hmm. and it was just like it's tough to not be able to break through in those finals we made a yeah. lot of finals took a lot of second place yeah. third place the, fifth um, place. what the labor day one too you were in the finals on that one um, was that hawk hatcher or something like that are you talking about the Cal Cup, the CBVA in Hermosa? Yeah. Yeah, we took second place in mm -hmm. that one, lost close one, a hot catcher, and I think it was Timmy Brewster. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean. I'm actually, we, you can win. Yeah, for you sure. Know, maybe in your heart of heart, should felt maybe should have won. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to read your mind, but I'm not, and I'm certainly not trying to put words in your mouth and start shit, but I think probably you think you, you should have won that. That's, I'm, I'm going to put it like it is. There's, there's um, a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of feelings that we – could have won a lot of finals that we were in and yeah i mean shoot i think we were in like five six finals yep and a lot of and a lot of different kinds of tournaments and yep. 
it's just it's figuring out what we need to do to break through in that one and also it's like you're in year one of yeah. doing this of learning how to do everything and yeah well listen loyalties we had a conversation about loyalty um you know about because partner partner switches out here particularly in this region are change as much as you change your underwear uh so they change more uh, it changes more. <laughs> yeah. change, Even the, more the so, partner yeah. changes are definitely yeah. way more than that. Yeah, because you know, you're right on the beach, we ain't wearing drawers no more, right? <laughs> it's no just doubt. board shorts. Uh, um, Miranda. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> um, almost made me forget what I was going to say. But but um, um, I, li I like the loyalty. I like that y'all were, were ride and die and you had this commitment because I think in order to have that level of success. If you look at the top five teams, I mean, Casey Patterson being the exception, he, he's changing a lot of partners, but Phil and Nick enjoy that long-term success. Uh, Trevor and Try mm -hmm. know each other to do that. Um, yeah. And I think in order for American volleyball to get better, I think some of these marriages of marriages, uh, marriages of convenience, some of these marriages of convenience yeah. uh, um, are necessary. Mm -hmm. Like in the other countries, you don't even get to pick your partner. Yeah. The Federation picks your partner. Yeah, you know that's and, what I heard. Yeah, and sometimes I mean it's crazy, but guess what? It's just like arranged marriages, it's, uh, it's are, they, they work. <laughs> yeah, it's out of your control. I mean, yeah. we, we came into it that way. We decided that we were going to play with each other through mm -hmm. the entire year without question. Sorry, <laughs> that we decided we were going to play with each other regardless. So for me, I wasn't thinking, about, oh, I need to switch and I need to do this and that. I, I made a decision. We were also progressing. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we progressed differently, but we were training together. Yeah. So I think that there was some continuity there. We were able to figure things out. Yeah. And I, I wasn't thinking about changing or anything. I was like, I made my commitment. I'm someone who usually sticks to my commitments when I make them. So yeah. it wasn't it wasn't anything about switching i always tell people the best beach players that ever play the game are indoor players uh, because the training that you do for indoor is freaking grueling and its impact um whatever where like we pretty changes whole training regimen yeah. because it was extremely grinding for indoor yeah. and he always felt like you know he come from practice or whatever and yeah. they're like you want to go out I'm, he's like i ain't going nowhere yeah. and now the way he's training on the beach he's like yeah i can go out yeah <laughs> you know whatever so uh, um you and chris um same level, same height and level of how you train, but the training itself was different. Uh, yeah. So, I would think that definitely, if you had, if you've already committed to like an indoor regimen, mm -hmm. it would be, it would be kind of a similar transition at beach. So, right. yeah, I feel like the the beach philosophy is very laid back. So, yep. there are people who train maybe one or two days, but then another week they'll train like four five days right and it's inconsistent usually maybe based on how they feel yeah or maybe just preparing to tournament time like what, yeah certain, what, certain whatever time. that may be or yeah. yeah we would train like three days if we had like a two-day tournament or something like that whatever the case cool. but i think it's an adjustment to being able to stay consistent and we were we were consistently training about the same amount of days every week and then if we had a tournament we'd train maybe one less day all right but coming over from indoor where it's very regimented you got a coach and yeah. strength condition everybody's like you you're, you're, are you're, you're, you're and you're out yeah yeah you're practicing five or six days a week yeah so to bring kind of that mindset over to the beach i think that was why we ended up playing a lot better yeah than we probably would have if we were just like kind of ah uh, we're just going to kind of do this you yeah know? like if we look at like, again re using re pretty as an example you know i mean um 
the guy. I mean, I'm, I'm a big. He's one of my favorite. I, I guess I bring him up because he's one of my favorite outside hitters. Yeah. Uh, top three. Yeah. Um, I like Reed Pretty. Mm-hmm. I liked um Karch Karai and Stubbertly. Two of them. They're both on the same team, in fact. So two of them were on the same team. Yeah. Two passer system, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, well back then the jump start wasn't. You know, well, Brazil. Brazil. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brazil had a couple of guys, but mm-hmm. they would miss a lot too. Mm-hmm. And also the top of the tape was um a net. Uh, it was a servant servant violation too. So it wasn't. It was just one of those things they could just step back and they hit the top of the tape. Oh, cool, our ball. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You don't have to worry about any tape yeah. dribblers. <laughs> but um, yeah, but it's one of those deep, deep teams where like Stavrtli was both voted best passer. Mm-hmm. Because no one served Karch because Karch is better. Yeah. So he's so, so stubbornly gets the award for it. Yeah. Because he, you know, that's about repetitions, aces to you know, mm-hmm. um, recep- re- receptions to reception errors. Yeah. That's the man. He's getting all the work. So. You can pass, man. That's yeah. everything. Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah, man. That is. I don't. Honestly, shoot, I man. I, I think I told you that before, though. Yeah. I felt like I felt like indoor uh, passing was king. Like mm. if you if you can pass, you can beat a lot of teams that you probably shouldn't yeah. beat. And I think on the beach, it's transition setting. If you can transition set, you can beat a lot of people. Yeah. Well, yeah, indoor is target specific. We, yeah. we talked about that, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's a timing play. You have to go to a particular target where this guy's running the one. You're Maybe you're running a shotgun yeah. or just like a 31 back real quick or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I co-sign on that. But, hey, you're, you're passing gotten good. Your passes. listen, if you're in these situations where it's the semis and the finals and it's you winning and it's you losing – that, that's to me that's a win because that means where where you were what your goals were yeah even 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 the failed goals you're you're you, you're in this category of close all right close enough yeah do it but going back at it yeah cool, I, man. I definitely got to a lot of a lot of places i wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily expecting to be but yeah if we're talking about sheer focus i'm yep. i'm mostly focused on passing Yep. If I if I'm doing any kind of training, it's reception because I yeah. think being able to pass the ball in the same spot over and over again, yep. you're talking about setting yeah. yourself up for high side out. And when, but when you get there, guess what? Then at some point you're gonna have to be the best setter, mm-hmm. right? Hand team. They ain't serving. Man. <laughs> I'm like, yo, by the way, they got a cave troll on the other side of it. And then I'm not serving that guy. How good can he, you know, how well mm-hmm. does he set? Yeah. You know, or how well does your partner option, you You know, and this and that. And um, exactly. again, shit, we close up shop there. I really love the work. Really love the work you put in. And Pompilo and Arturo asked me to ask you about, <laughs> about that. But I said, I know, I know why. I, I didn't know for a fact, but I said, I know why he's not playing. Yeah. If you, if any of these guys who, who, I feel like I'm insulting people again, but but um, if any of these guys dare to call themselves players or say that they're seriously, uh, they're a professional uh, beach volleyball player, if half of these guys put in the work that you and Chris Austin did, one of the you were more one of the more highly criticized good teams I ever seen in the AVP too, if they put in half that work, I think beach volleyball is an American collective. Um, yeah. um, body as far as increasing skill set not mm-hmm. just that entertaining people yeah uh, um uh to come to the matches yeah if people yeah. worked three quarters as hard as the two you do man we, it would be up I, I wouldn't miss one for the world because some of them i'll miss because i i, I watch some matches now and, and i've been doing this for a long time yeah. chris i don't like i had a player that tells me he, he didn't tell me he didn't want me to tape his games why because he thought I was giving away like scouting tips to people who were playing him. And I'm like, okay, obviously I'll do it what you want. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't care about that, but obviously you don't want to be in every major sport. 
Football, basketball. Everyone has video. Everybody, video. everybody. everybody video. has video on everybody. Yeah, Do you know what happens when you watch two <laughs> volleyball teams play each other that didn't have video beyond each other? It is three quarters of the game. Almost the whole first set, first set is a feeling out process. Entire, it is yeah. fucking painful to yeah. watch. I'm like, I'm leaving. And, and would I know if the match got good? Yeah. No, because I'm, 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 I'm out of here. <laughs> right? There's only 24 hours in the day, dude. Next, Or, or I'm on to the next match. Yeah. So I yeah. would like people to be a little less lazy as far as the time in the video room. Um, share video. Whoever you're mm -hmm. playing, everybody share video. So now from play one, it's tactical. Yeah. And people who don't know the sport are trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And people that don't know the sport are like, okay, I see what he's doing. Yeah. I get it. I don't even know the rules, but it's, I get what yeah, he's trying it's to do. The, it's the Where, mindset, though. Yeah. Like, it's just, first of all, everybody's going to have video on everybody. That's just how it works. But once again, you can't you can't discount the actual playing part. Like, it's not what you know. It's what you can stop. Right. Because I've had players come up to me, and, yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, such and such said that you usually hit the ball here or you usually hit the ball there. I'm like, yeah, oh, that's fine. That's but, what's open. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm like, but when you play against me, you have to be able to stop it. Like, can you actually stop, like, what I'm going to do in my offense? And you're forgetting that. I still have eyes, so I can see vision when you're trying to mm -hmm. take a certain spot. I can hit somewhere else. So it's a like a dimension they have to respect. Exactly. So yeah. it's like, yeah, you can have video, but people make adjustments, and it's not what you know. It's what you can stop. Agreed. So uh, look no further than Greg <laughs> Faulkner. <laughs> I claim myself as a professional beach practice player. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, de I'm definitely with that. Greg, Greg has come out a lot of times for us and, and helped us improve a lot in our practices. So now that's a guy. Talk about fishing, the whole fishing buddies thing. Yeah. That's a brother from another mother. He's that's, a guy. That's my, that's my dude right there. He's a guy. I met, yeah. I met him, I think, when I first got to CBU and we played against each other when he was with, with Northridge at the time. He's, he's always been the coolest guy without question. <laughs> I forgot to re record on that. I just I could just rip the Facebook copy. That's uh, a podcast. Uh, podcast anyway, it's sound anyway. Yeah. But I, I like to get a clean copy for sure. Of this and um, no, but Greg, I'll give you another example. What yeah. you just said, Greg is a, his wrist away on the one is highly scattered out. But like you said, <laughs> at the same time, ain't, ain't nobody stopping it. No, yeah, but it's I a dimension they have to respect. Yeah, <laughs> when we played against each other in college, I wasn't able to stop it too often. It, as he knows, we played against each other, and it was it was tough to stop. Everybody knew that he was hitting wrist away, but can you stop it? He's hitting it at a high point. He's hitting it really sharp. Like, can you no. stop it? No. So it's, sure, it's not yeah. what you know. It's what you can stop. question. Really, really, <laughs> really freaking hard to stop. Dude. Yeah, man. He's, he is. Yeah, he's awesome. He's the guy. And my bro, so are you. We're past Thank an you, hour. All right. <laughs> I didn't even know. That was quick. Well, that's because we're talking fun stuff. No, um, no. I mean, at some point, I'm a straight up Joe Rogan this, and we're there for maybe reach two, but I'm paying this one by the hour. So she like take your time. <laughs> yeah, stay as long as you want. <laughs> we uh, listen. One of the podcasts we were talking about Area 51, and I was just what? like, I, uh, Jeff Samuels, <laughs> really, and Doug Namashenta, who's like Ricardo's coach. Yeah. Oh my God, those two together. Weren't those two together ridiculous? Oh, talking about John Jones, MMA fighter John Jones getting in trouble for like sexual assault and yeah. Wow, that's not surprising. And you talk about George Masvidal, the the fighter that got he fought Nate Diaz. Yeah. People don't know that like his previous one of his previous fights he knocked out Darren Till in England. Mm -hmm. And when he's doing an interview, this guy keeps walking by by a fighter <coughs> saying, "You know, fight me next," and yeah. and chatting with him. So the whole time he's doing an interview, you can see him do this. Like looking, yeah. <laughs> doesn't say anything back. Mm. 
And God comes the second time, he's just like, I'm like, okay, I see you, or whatever. And then the third time, he just leaves the set. Yeah. And then the back, he's just like, pop, pop, pop. Are you <laughs> serious? Yeah. So the next interview, he's like, what happened there? He's like, I try to leave him alone, but, you know, he says, um, and then so people think it's okay, you know, to curse you out and talk about your family and all that stuff. And he says, but every now and then you they run into someone who's like a real G yeah. that makes them think hard about doing that again. Yeah. And he says, so I gave him a three piece and a soda. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> so everybody look up now, pull up three piece and the soda. Pull up three piece and the soda. It is a three piece which, wing with no fries. Yes. <laughs> so I, fig I figured out what it was. It was basically a one, two. Yeah. And then when he kind of like, Comes around the pop. third one, yeah, <laughs> so it's pop, pop, pop. <laughs> you gave him the soda. <laughs> I gave him a three piece and a soda. Yes, I like that. Miranda, definitely look that up. Just put um <laughs> three piece and a soda. <laughs> the first thing that should pop up on YouTube is Jorge Master, though. But I wanted to show you the interview because um, I guess you could just like out, double click out or whatever. Yeah, this one. Yeah, you see, it, it's a little behind you. Like, there it is. That's it. That's the interview. He walked so, into yeah, that arena off. with a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, you can see it from here. Silence. Right here. What does it feel like to silence the so ocean? She's doing arena. an interview. And anybody like, my the first time he looks, he's just I like said I live for that. And that should take the breath out of everybody so you can hear pin drops. You can feel that <laughs> when the you're coming time, in there. See him, um, and uh it's amazing. It's a drug that and then there's a third time. Man's trying to duplicate it, but they can't find the recipe for it, you know. Oh, I'm glad I got hey, the rest of you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that opening sequence. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> if you, hey, come over here. Oh, I'm out of here. Yeah, he, come, he goes with his hands behind his back, and then just pop, pop. Oh, <laughs> pop, pop. <laughs> you talk about getting hit. He got pieced, pieced up, dude. <laughs> so he won twice that night. <laughs> he knocked out two English he got, guys. He got two knockouts. There it is. Soda. Darren, he's a three-piece in the soda. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, I mean people, people think they can say whatever they want. That's not He beat, um, uh, the same way when Khabib beat um, Connor. Yeah. Oh, it's okay to, you know, to, to insult people's wife or their religion, you know, and this and that, because it's cool to, like, promote a fight to get people to, oh, I want to see him get knocked out for saying that. But every now and then, you mess with someone where, yeah. like, yo, You're you know, that whole far, free yeah. speech thing is now, you know, I'm from Dagestan, yeah. Russia. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just say what you want. Yeah. And even even in America, mm -hmm. all right, free speech protects you from government prosecution. It doesn't mm -hmm. protect you from other free speech. No. Or or maybe getting pieced up by one of these dudes that don't play that. Some people in your life, you met people that don't play that. I'm from Flappish Avenue, Brooklyn. Yeah. I met plenty of people that people don't, don't play that. Play that. I got yeah, people they, in my family who don't do that. You no. can't. I mean, you can't be too loose. Like you gotta. It's all about paying attention to yeah. what comes out of your mouth. So <laughs> I'm usually probably looking to say yeah. less. That's what, why do you think you get in the least trouble? You're, the, you're like one of the more polite people everyone ever met. You know, me, I ask a question with his accent and everybody thinks I'm, I'm saying something. Yeah. I'm like, let me ask you something. Like, <laughs> we had a scrimmage, evolution scrimmage. Someone, uh, we got called over the net and I said, let me ask you something. How do you want my blocker to, how do you, how, how's my, how do you want, do you expect my blocker to play that? Yeah. So to like play the ball. Yeah. You just wait till it hits the top of the tape, trickle block where it goes into the dick. So I just asked yeah. the question, how do you expect how do we expect the block to play? Yeah. 
uh, and they got offended because the way I asked it yeah. sounded like I was being confrontational. But no, it's a scrimmage. The guy who's refing is the coach of the 18. So from yeah. one coach to another, you know, how would you play that? Yeah. How's you, you know, how's someone who believes that that he's protecting his territory? And you know this more than anybody as a middle who's just protecting his territory uh, that divides the, the final referee's line from yeah. calling back or attack yeah. to set interference. Or, or whatever, you you should be allowed to protect you to, you to should you know, be able to say yeah. something. So I'm I'm sure. always gonna ask the ref how you know how would how would you okay you called over the net how was he supposed mm -hmm. to play that? Uh, got a big argument over that last <laughs> night. Yeah, we, there's know. always something going yeah, on so. between the coaches, the players, the refs. That's just how these sports are built. Yeah, it's a tough thing. Yep. Oh man, and with that said. Oh my God, we we closing up shop finally. This I call it the long kiss goodnight, man. That's a long goodbye, man. KJ, yo, always, man. Always for Miranda, who's teching this show for Chris, KJ Johnson. I'm Jason Davis. This is episode twelve. Love all of you. Bye, guys. Bye. Now, now I gotta protect because I didn't press record. I got.